Today on The Girl Defined Show, we are talking about boys. That's right. And single or married, this conversation is actually for you because we know we have a lot of single listeners who want to know, how do I be just friends with guys? Or is that even possible? Like, guy friendships can be so complicated. Or I don't really have girlfriends because they're full of drama. So all my friends are guys and my best friends are guys. And yay. (laughs) Like what about all that? Or as a married woman, you get married and you're like, so should my friendships with guys change? How should that look? It's complicated. It's kind of a hot mess, but we do have some insight. We have some personal experience in this area and we can't wait to dig into this conversation with you. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Girl Defined Show. This is Kristen, and I'm here with my sister, Bethany. And we're so glad you're having this conversation with us because it does relate to every single one of us. In fact, I remember when I had to learn the hard way when it comes to guy friendships. I was single. Um, I was interested in Zach, but we weren't officially dating. And there was this guy. He and I became really, really good friends. It wasn't Zach. It was some other guy. And we became really good friends. Like we just, our personalities drive. We had so much fun together. So many of the same like interests and hobbies. And so we would hang out. And I remember thinking in the back of my mind, like, how is this going to go? Like, how how is this going to work long term? Like, if I get married someday, like, how is this going to work with this guy? And I remember he and I had a conversation. I was like, okay, we are just friends. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just friends. And I was like, and we're only ever going to be just friends, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so we made this like pack, like this agreement that we would never fall for each other romantically. And so in some ways, we both felt like, yeah, this is great. We're freed up to just be friends. It's a safe place. And, you know, I confided in him. We had like deep, heartfelt conversations. And as time went on, guess what? One of the parties involved got romantically interested in the other and it became complicated. But that's beside the point because the other complication was that Zach and I started dating during this time. And I remember Zach, you know, he's obviously like interested in me and we're getting to know each other. And he's like, hey, so about this other guy. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, what's the problem? He's like, I'm not really sure if y'all being such good friends while we're dating is the best idea. And Honestly, he was 100% right. I, it was just hard for me to see it. And that is why guy friendships can get complicated. And I wish someone would have stepped in when I was like getting deeper and deeper in this okay. friendship with this guy and just said like, hey, <sighs> sister, like, I, like, let's talk about this. I remember this. wondering like, what? Y'all, this is so weird. <laughs> but I felt like we made this agreement. Like I, everything's going to be fine. Me that. So if you can relate or if you're like, yeah, I have some guy friendships that are like that or you're married and you have guy friendships that you had from before and you're like, I'm not sure how to navigate this. Stick around for this conversation because I had to learn the hard way. Bethany had to learn the hard way, but we've learned some good things along the way. And now as married women, we've taken those into our marriage and they've been really helpful. So the short answer, how to, is it possible to be just friends with guys? Yes. No. Uh, yes. Maybe. Uh, uh. <laughs> there you go. That's the word for the yeah. day. Yeah. See you next yeah. time. No, this really is going to be super down to earth. So if you're like, I want a fun conversation. I want like sister chat. This is the episode today. We're keeping this really, really just up close and personal sharing our ups and downs, highs and lows, all of our worst mistakes. So you don't have to make them. Before we jump into that, though, I don't know if you have heard, but Kristen and I just released a brand new book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. And if you're listening to this episode, there's a high chance that a lot of you are single because you saw the title. You're like, how to be just friends with guys. And so I'm assuming that you're in that place where you're like, man, I wish I had a guy like more of a romantic interest. I wish I had a boyfriend. I wish I had a fiance. I wish I had a husband. I don't want to be in this stage anymore. I don't want to have to figure out how to be just friends with guys. I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I just want to get married. And if you feel like you're in that place, like I want that, or maybe you are married and you're like, life is just a struggle right now. I just feel disappointment. It's not what I expected wherever you are. And if you're like, 
I I just want to find true joy. I want to learn how to trust God with these twists and turns in my life. I want to learn to trust God with his disappointment, with these unfulfilled longings, with this worry. Like, I don't want to just be in the depths of despair anymore. If that's you and you have this thing in your life, especially if it's singleness, where you're like, oh, this is a struggle, I encourage you to grab a copy of Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. In that book, Kristen and I open up with the most raw and relatable stories of our lives, my whole journey of singleness, wrestling to trust God, wrestling with like, why, why God, why do I have to still be asking these like how to be just friends with guys questions? I don't want this. And then Kristen getting married, wrestling with infertility, all of these longings, desires, unfulfilled longings. We share how we have grown and how we've learned to trust God and are continuing in that journey. So if you need sisterly encouragement from Christ, a little, you know, kind of like, challenge as well, like, come on, girlfriend, then that book is for you. Go to girldefined.com slash trust, girldefined.com slash trust to grab your copy. Mm -hmm. So Bethany, I want to hear from you. I shared a little bit of my guy friendship gone wrong. And I'm wondering, like, do you have some of those stories? No, I was a perfect angel. (laughs) So we do have a full confession. You've heard us talk about this. We we were flirts. As single women, we acknowledge we this. I think flirts. back to our high school days, and yeah. we were like, oh, we pl- we were in sports, and we were just like always, you know, doing the sly moves to like get the guy's attention and all the things. And then along the way, we did develop some really yeah. close guy friendships, and they did get complicated. And we were trying to figure out how in the world do we navigate yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Many of y'all know my story that I didn't get married until I was thirty, which might seem young or old to some of you. I don't know, but Kristen had been married like. For many seven years before I got married, eight years before I I got married, and we're only a year and a half apart in age. So for me to have to stay in this season of like trying to figure out how to be just friends with guys was super frustrating because I saw her and Zach like moving on, building couple friendships, like moving into a totally different season. I started to see all my friends get married, find their truest love. And I was like, I am sick of this. Like, I don't want to have to be asking this question anymore. I don't want to have to figure out how to be just friends with guys. I'm sick of it. And so I remember (laughs) I was at a conference, a really awesome Christian conference. I write all about this in our book, Love Defined. So if you are in that place of singleness or you're like, this totally resonates with me. Or dating. Dating. Engagement. Even engaged, honestly. Um, our book, Love Defined, is going to be your best friend. We unpack all all of this and more. We answer like every juiciest question in this book. So grab a copy over at girldefined.com. But I share this whole story where I talk about how I was at this conference and I asked the question, like, is it possible to be just friends with guys? And like, what are some boundaries or what can you do to have like a good guy friendship? Because obviously God created men and women and you have to be friends with guys in order to like, you know, marry someone. And like, you know, I don't want to be one of those girls who's like on the other side of the room, just like, oh, boys, like run away, you know, like, <laughs> I hate that. I'm yes. like, I, there's got to be benefit and like mutual encouragement in Christ with guy girl friendship. Wait, don't we talk about, there's like two ditches. Like you're either the girl who, like, yes, it's like when it comes to guys, you run away from them because you're like kind of terrified yes. of like having friendships or talking to them. You get nervous. So you kind of avoid guys. And then there's the girls who run toward guys, like, oh, guys, hey. And you're like yes. instantly trying to be friends and flirting and all the things. So you, were probably more running toward guys. I was running toward guys, but it's just hard. It's like, where's that middle ground? Is it possible? You know, I don't want to fall into any of these ditches. And so I remember a really godly woman who I highly respected. She answered my question from this, you know, it was like anonymous, just wrote it on a little piece of paper. (laughs) I love that. And she was basically saying like, here's how to be really careful with guy friendships so that they don't end up like 
what Kristen had um, with. <laughs> hey, with, you had some of those too. No, I know, but I'm sharing like I was in that right, place of struggle right. and I was asking, here's the advice she gave because I was obviously struggling. That's why I asked the question. And so she was basically saying like, don't make your guy friendships all about the two of you. So don't become super exclusive. Like we have this special like best friend pact and, you know, we're going to tell each other everything or we're going to be texting each other all of the time. Like keep your friendships gr- like group oriented. So don't just make it about the two of you. Involve another person. Involve two other people. So that was super convicting. And I was like, oh, that's for sure something I'm doing totally wrong. The other thing she said was that I shouldn't make my friendships with guys deeply emotional and feelings oriented. So like, you know, you know how that goes where you're like, oh, like, tell me what what happened in your day. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. And that girl or that and this and let me share. And they become like this confident person where you're like, oh, let me share all of these deeply emotional things with you. And you kind of become each other's like crutch and personal like emotional wound bearer, you know, (laughs) and it's so easy to end up because it's really nice. It feels good to have someone like carrying all of your burdens. And so I remember I left that conference and I actually went home and made some drastic changes to my friendships with guys that from that point forward in my mid-20s, it changed the way I interacted with guys literally for, well, now I'm married, but forever of my single years, forever of my single years. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I didn't make a big announcement. I didn't go home and like, guy friends, I am now changing the way I interact with you. I didn't like make it awkward, but I just subtly started changing. So here's what I did. I had a couple guy friends that I really enjoyed and really admired them as like brothers in Christ, but I didn't want them to continue down this road where it was going to become really awkward and maybe we weren't even going to be friends anymore because we ended up, we'd end up in that place where one likes the other or like one gets a girlfriend or I get a boyfriend. It's just like, so here's what I did. I slowly and strategically changed from texting one-on-one to creating group texts and exclusively started to text in those group conversations. And I don't know if they noticed or not, but they never said anything. And I tried to be really sly and sneaky about (laughs) it. And that was huge. Just changing from individual texting to group texting made a massive difference. Now, if a guy friend or a guy texted me more practical, like, hey, are you going to be at this party? Or what do you, you know, are you going to be here? Or what's the plan for, you know, grabbing the coffee at church or whatever? Just real practical and short. I would do that. But as far as like actual chatting and like, oh, did you hear about this? Let's chat about that. How's your day going? I literally transferred it to group conversations. So where there were like three, four or more of us and it was amazing. Some of those group conversations actually are still going to this day because there's guys, there's girls, it's friendships that still last. And then the other thing I was super careful to no longer do like long phone calls or texting, obviously like long details of my heart or like, you know, trying to at gatherings, like end up in the corner where it's just you and him talking. I purposely avoided all of those things so that our relationship wouldn't become deeply emotional. And just those two things literally Mm. transformed my guy friendships. And it actually made my guy friendships enjoyable rather than always teetering on this line of like, oh, this is really awkward or I'm not sure. Now one of us is hurt. So I go in depth into those in our book, Love Defined. But I'm just telling you, I think it is possible to like, I don't think you're doomed if you're like, well, my friendships are a big struggle. Um, I think it is possible to, you know, comes to a place where you can be just friends, but it takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of effort. And I know a lot of you are listening right now thinking like, okay, that's great. But like, I'm the girl who runs away from guys. Like, I don't even have friendships with guys. Like, I need to get out of that ditch. So a lot of what I just shared was about like, okay, if you have guy friends and you are wanting to be just friends with them, but 
what would you say yeah. to the girl who's like, I want to be, how do I be just friends with a guy? Yeah. Or how do I even be friends with a guy? Because I'm in the other ditch where I'm on the other side of the room huddling with a group of girls at church and I see the single <laughs> guys and I am terrified. Yes. It's so funny because we're both the, you know, the opposite, Bethany yeah. and I are the ones who would always run toward the guys. Like, so that wasn't, our problem was obviously the other ditch, but we have talked to girls who say like, yeah, great. That's not my problem. And I want to know how to cultivate godly Christ-centered friendships with guys. And so if that's you, that's awesome because like Bethany said, it is 100% possible to have Christ-honoring friendships with guys. And I think that's the first thing to remember is that you are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so when you're viewing guys, like ask yourself, what lens am I viewing these guys through? Like, am I just viewing them as potential future guys I could date? Am I viewing them as like future marriage partners? Like, am I viewing them as just something like really scary to be avoided? Like what, how am I viewing them? And if you genuinely start to view them as brothers in Christ and you're their sister, then I think it just kind of changes that frame of mind from like, okay, this interaction shouldn't be all about me, all about what I can get at, all about how they're going to fulfill some emotional need in my heart, but rather how can I be a Christ-like sister to them? How can I just encourage them in casual ways? How can I be um, a woman who exemplifies like godly womanhood even to them in my interactions, my speech, my dress, how I interact with with um, just like a group of guys, like all of those things, like if you think of yourself as their sister in Christ, then I think you'll realize like, okay, I don't need to be scared. I don't need to run away. I don't need to run toward them because I'm not desperate for their attention. I just need to learn how to have good interactions. And so this might seem so basic and almost like I'm not trying to insult anyone, but one girl I was talking to once was saying like, I struggle to even make eye contact because I just feel too like, I don't know, I feel awkward. I feel super weird. And so one of the things I remember we talked about was, hey, just work on making eye contact. Like, that's okay. Like, make eye contact. And then another conversation was, okay, if you're standing kind of like in a group and there are guys maybe in that little group that you're standing in, maybe your tendency is to like not look at them, not talk to them, but make that eye contact and then just ask a simple question like, hey, how's your day going? Oh, hey, how are totally. you? Oh, um, I saw you played sports on blah, blah, blah team. Like, yeah, what, you know, tell me more about that. Or, oh, what church do you go to? Like, there's simple questions you can ask depending on the context context where you can be that person to just have like to strike up a very basic conversation. And I think for you, if you're that girl that feels terrified, that is a step in that direction. You know, if you're walking like, let's say into church and there's guys and girls all chatting and your tendency is to like go straight for the girl circle, maybe challenge yourself to say, okay, I'm going to walk up to that co-ed circle where those guys and girls are chatting. And I'm going to intentionally just take that step of trying to engage. And as you do that and you're consistent in that, viewing them as brothers in Christ, just trying to engage in general conversation, general good interaction, um, I think you'll be amazed over time how that fear and that wrong focus of like being terrified, I think you'll see God kind of shape your heart, change your heart, and you'll see ways that you can actually be a good friend and a blessing to your brothers Mm -hmm. in Christ. So I don't know if you would add anything to that. I was thinking like, you know, when you are single, and I know we have girls that fall on all the different spectrums. So some of you may be thinking, Like, oh, yeah, like, I don't even desire marriage right now. But I think it's okay to have that balance of saying, yes, I want to view my the guys as brothers in Christ. I want to learn how to interact with them. But on the same, like, at the same time, I think it's okay to also realize that 
being, being friends and just getting to know guys in that context, that group setting, that group context is one of the best ways for all of you to mm-hmm. see, like, would we make, like, do we get along? Do we find each other attractive? Um, you know, is there a possibility for the guy to make that move and speak up? If you're on the other side of the room, it's going to be really hard. He's going to have to like literally chase you down. Like, I'd like to get to know you, you know? So just in that way, not as like, oh, that's my only motivation, but I think it's okay yeah. for them to have that as well. Here's a story that I remember just drove me absolutely bonkers because I, it was a literally an event at a church that I was going to. And it was literally an event for single people. They brought in a special speaker. They made it really nice. They had like a really nice dinner. And it was just an event for us to like mingle. And it wasn't supposed to be awkward, but it was just like, hey, there's a bunch of single people in the church. Let's do some special events for them where they can get dressed up, have a fun time, interact. Um, And if nothing comes of it, great. But it's just like a good opportunity. And I appreciated that. Um, And so I remember we were all dressed up. It was a really fun event. And I just remember at one point it was time to sit down. And I saw literally, (laughs) like a massive table full of girls. And these were girls who were literally like very much of marrying age. And I just thought like, okay, on the one hand, are we afraid of the men? Like, are we afraid of the guys? Like, this is absolutely insane that we can't even talk to them. And then on the other side, I'm like, I know a lot of us here, guys and girls want to get married. We don't have to be awkward and weird about it, but I think it's okay for us to interact. So me and another friend who weren't scared of the guys because that was my natural tendency not to be afraid. But in a, just a pure good way, I remember we sat at a table with a couple of guys and then a couple of the other girls who weren't at the all girls table joined us. And we had this great mixture of guys mm-hmm. and girls. It was super fun. It was awesome combos and guys and girls just bring such different dimensions and different, like different fun to the table. They bring different things and it was just such fun conversation and it was just amazing. And so. I just want to encourage you to know it's okay to think of guys like, oh, like, can I never think of guys in that way again? Like, of course not. Like, we hopefully you'll get married at some point if that's God's will. But it's just reframing and checking your heart, checking Mm -hmm. your motives, checking the sole reason for why you want to be somewhere or like Kristen was saying, why you're afraid. Um, And I think that makes such a difference. And I remember... Um, obviously, this is a topic I'm passionate about. So, Kristen's <laughs> like, let me have a word. <laughs> I was thinking got a lot about of good words to say. Dave and I, because obviously, like I said, I didn't get married till I was 30. And I mean, it was similar with you and Zach, but I'll just mm-hmm. share Dave and I first. So, I. Um, I became friends with Dave. Like I had known of him, but we really had never spoken or anything until, um, let's see, I was probably in my mid to late twenties and he was, I don't know, he's several years younger than me. So he was like twenties, earlier twenties. And I remember the context that we, um, became friends. Basically, I, we hosted a lot of fun get togethers and gatherings at our house, which is an awesome way to get to know people. So I really encourage you to host, plan things. Don't yes. always wait. Don't always wait to be invited. Like be the initiator, start inviting people, even if it's just something simple, going out to coffee, playing putt putt, like be the initiator. So we did a ton of that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and Kristen, you obviously like we're sisters, so you did a ton of that yes. too. When you got married, you kind of passed the torch to me. I started doing a ton of it. Now we've passed the torch down many as they can. Many generations of torch, <laughs> and our family still plans and hosts a ton of stuff. So, anyways, I remember that my brother was friends with Dave, and so he started to invite him to these get-togethers and gatherings. And completely, just in a group context, I didn't even think of Dave in that way. He didn't even think of me in that way. But we were just getting to know each other and becoming friends in a group setting, and. 
Um, Dave was one of those guys that was very like respectful. He never like texted girls one-on-one. He only would text in like the group setting. So he really, (laughs) I didn't even have the opportunity. Like sometimes I would text him individually to invite him to the party. And like, as my interest began growing, I'd hope he'd like respond and like, oh, how are you doing? But he like never would. He was always just like super like above board in that way. Um, But I remember it was such an incredible opportunity to get to know him in this group setting. And so the way that that worked, if you're like, well, how do you actually know if you want to start dating? Like two people in a group setting, I promise you can figure out if they want to get to know each other. Like, it's very easy because you, like, for the two of us, as he started coming to more events, as our friend group started to progress, we would, like, maybe five or six of us would go grab ice cream or we'd go watch a movie. And there were times where Dave and I would get chatting, like, one-on-one, but, like, people all around us, maybe for 10 minutes or 30 minutes, or we'd have these incredible group conversations discussing our perspectives on things. And so I was able to get to know him without making it super awkward, deeply emotional, like, only the two of us. And... We literally like had hardly any like individual time where we could have these long conversations. But eventually, when Dave asked me out on a date, we both knew we were super interested because we had that amazing group time together. Mm -hmm. So don't underestimate the power of group friendship and don't underestimate how that can help you to know if you want to intentionally get to know someone. Mm -hmm. Like it's totally possible. I mean, that was the exact same way with you and Zach, which was awesome. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like we need to make a distinction here because there's a difference between a girl who is 14 years old trying to navigate guy friendship 16 years old versus a girl, a woman who's like 25, right? Because there's a difference in maybe your life season. So therefore, like for one marriage could be on the horizon for the other marriage is nowhere near the horizon. And so I think you need to make that like, just, I don't know, understand the differences. So if you're younger, like a younger teen girl, you're not like marriage isn't going to happen anytime soon for you. So like your guy friendships are, you need to be extra careful. Like you're not even necessarily getting to know a guy in a group setting thinking, oh, like maybe he's my future husband. Like you're too young for that. Like just enjoy group settings, enjoy friendships. Don't, don't lead the guy on. Don't be selfish in needing him to fulfill some emotional need for you because you feel like, oh, like I just need that guy friend. Are you trying to jump in? No, I was going to say like, this is such a great conversation. Can you put that? I know the majority of our audience is, you know, we're are older, but like, what about, because we didn't have social media back in the day. So I was thinking about everything I you're know, saying, like, I know. die on. So can you talk about this whole, like, being just friends? Um, especially like when you're younger? Like young, younger? No, just like older, younger, but with the context of social media. Yeah, I know. Well, I think the same, I think the same boundary should apply, right? Like if, like you, you were saying about texting and like doing group texts, I think with social media, there's such an opportunity through like DMs and comments where you can literally be like chasing a guy down, pursuing him, having this one-on-one, very personal, um, deeply emotional, constant interactions with him and no one in the world even knows about it because it's just like happening secretly. And so I think you need to guard your own heart and you need to think of that brother in Christ and guard his heart. Like, you know, yes, you need to check. Like, I am getting deeply emotional. I am constantly pursuing this one guy in my interactions, in my comments, in reaching out to him. Like, I need to back off. Like, I need to be careful here because mm-hmm. leading him on, like, there's there's nothing that can really happen, you know, truly. And so I think social media did bring, I'm just grateful we didn't have it, honestly. I'm like, we Lord, be praised. I, mean, I think we were like literally almost to our 20s when we got Facebook. Yeah. Like, yeah. y'all, we were in a different <clears throat> world back yeah. then. And then, so here's the distinction I'm trying to make, though, because when you're younger, yeah. I think it is different than when you're a little bit older. 
Because when you're older, you are like Bethany, like you were saying, you're getting to know guys in this group setting, but you're also like a lot of single girls are praying that God would bring a godly husband into their life. And so you are building friendships with guys in this group setting. You're trying to be careful to guard your heart, to guard his heart, to not falsely lead anyone on, which is what I was 100% doing with that guy friend I told you about early on. We were saying like, yeah, let's just be friends. But I was treating him like someone that I would want to get to know on a romantic level, right? You were like, so I was telling him one thing, yeah. (laughs) Telling him one thing, but then my actions were saying something completely different, which really confused him, even though, oh, we have this pact. It's like, no, he eventually got interested. And I can see why, because I was doing everything I would for a guy that I'm interested in. And so I think for older single women, not older, but just single women who could get married, viewing those guy friendships, like it is okay to be intentional. Like I wrote a post on Girl Define years ago called How to Be Intentionally Available Without Chasing Boys. And the point of it is that when you are of marrying age and you're praying like, God, yeah, if you have marriage for me, would you bring someone into my life? Would you, um, you know, in your timing, but Lord, I'm really desiring this. And so as you're getting to know guys, you're not like running away and hiding. You're intentional to plan those parties. Like Bethany said, you're going to things where you're going to have opportunities to meet guys. And then at some point, that friendship, that that like interaction has to take a turn. And when you're older, I think that's where we need to make the distinction that that is okay. Like Bethany shared with her friendship with Dave, like any, I think Tim Keller says like great marriages are built on great friendships, right? So like at some point you have to take a turn where you are focusing a little more exclusive attention on this one guy that you are interested in. Maybe you can tell he's interested back. I know for Zach and me, that's exactly what happened as well. We were in a group friendship. We were playing volleyball like weekly with this whole group of guys and girls. We were, you know, oh, then we'd go out to dinner or I'd see him at some like other activity. And as you know, the months and years for us, it was quite a long (laughs) friendship, much longer than I wanted. I do share that whole story and love to find as well. Um, But we were both like, there was clearly interest. And so I started focusing a little more of my, like, I guess, attention, like striking up conversation more specifically with him. Cause I was like, I'm interested in this guy. Like, I kind of want to get to know him. I can, I feel this reciprocation. He's interested in me. And so we just want to say like, that's okay. When you're older, that is good. And you should be, you know, getting to know a guy and starting to build a more exclusive friendship with him for the purpose of seeing if God would have it go somewhere, if it would go down a romantic road, if y'all would start, you know, eventually dating someday. And then, you know, you see what God does with that. And so I just kind of wanted to make that distinction because I think younger girls need to realize like, okay, yeah, like I'm not anywhere close to being like getting married. So there isn't a huge benefit. I, I guess this is how I want to say it. There's not a lot of benefit to being ex- like having these close, super personal, super emotional friendships with guys when you're young. I would say there's far more pitfalls for you, for him, um, friendships that can turn sexual, um, just view, like leaning on this guy in ways that you should really be leaning on God and trusting him, but you're trying to get all your emotional needs met in this guy. Um, it can just be very selfish. It can be very self-focused. And so I think that's why, especially when you're younger, keeping those friendships group-oriented, watching your actions and interactions on social media. Media, um, just being careful. I think that is what a true Christ-like sister, like having that perspective mm-hmm. and interaction is really beneficial for both parties. Yeah. And we're going to share something that we actually share in Love Defined, Embracing God's Vision for Lasting Love and Satisfying Relationships, which will kind of wrap up everything we want to say to single women. And I do want to leave time to touch on, if you're married, what should guy friendships oh, look yes, like? Yes, we're yes. obviously both married. So I know we mentioned that in the beginning and I don't want to forget that because that is important. So if you're married, stick with us. But in our book, Love Defined, we actually, we created 
this thing. It's called the guy friend filter. And this is actually super applicable for our modern day, whether you're on social media, if you're not at church. And it's basically just a way for you to help see, are you glorifying God in your guy friendships? What's at the heart of your guy friendship? How can you set up some boundaries? How can you evaluate if your friendship with guys is like in a healthy place? So basically, I want you to pause right now and think of your closest guy friend. Does he, is he in your mind? You might be feeling awkward, like, oh, can you hear? Can you see? <laughs> but I want you to think, who's your closest guy friend right now? And maybe you're like, well, I'm in the ditch where I don't talk to guys. So uh, you got to maybe try to think this of This filter is still applicable. It's still applicable, maybe emotionally. Um, yes. But we got, you got to grab the book and, and figure out how to, you know, start speaking to the males. <laughs> speaking to the male then. The, the male species. <laughs> the male species. Okay. So think of that guy and I want you to use this, use this as a filter. Okay. So the first question I want you to think of. How much time do you spend with this guy? So I want you to stop and evaluate the amount of time you spend with this guy. So you can ask yourself questions like, am I spending so many hours just hanging out with him individually? Like, do we meet up for ice cream? Do we just, maybe it's in the context of texting, like how much time are you Mm -hmm. spending together? You may think like, okay, how much am I intentional to make sure the time I spend with him is group oriented or is this all just one-on-one? So I want you to just start thinking like time-wise, how many hours are you spending with him? And then within this time, are you, focusing on making this like honoring to Christ. What is this time about? Is it just all about the two of you meeting each other's needs, you know, like doing, is it just like, it's you and him. That's what it's all about. Are you trying to find your identity and worth in the amount of time you spend with him? Do you get depressed? Like, man, I haven't seen him in two days. Like, this is the worst, you know, like, are you just so sad about that? Um, So I want you to think, are you neglecting your girlfriendships just to be with that guy? You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know that place. So that's just something to evaluate. Um, as far as like time-wise goes, just mm-hmm. to get you thinking and to be honest with yourself. Because sometimes if we don't actually stop and think about the amount of time we're spending with someone, we can deceive ourselves into thinking like, well, it's really not that big of a deal. We don't spend that much time together. But then when you actually put it on paper or honestly ask yourself these sorts of questions, you realize, wow, I actually do prioritize him above all my other friends. And I get upset when I don't get to see him. And I this relationship is all about the two of us. And I mm-hmm. neglect my girlfriendships. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of being honest. And if you're not sure about it, ask people who love you and care about you. Ask your girlfriends. They will be honest with you and yeah. they will tell you. They will you, tell you. You may actually be surprised to find out like, oh, this is actually, you know, maybe a little more like in the, like, yeah, this is more of a struggle than I thought. Yeah. Or you're getting jealous when your other girlfriends are talking to him. That's oh, another sign. Like, oh. oh, no, no, we're just friends. I don't care for him in that way. And then you like find yourself deeply jealous when you see him interacting with other girls. That's another sign. Like, okay, Lord, what is going on in my heart? Check my heart. So first question in this guy friend filter how much time do I spend with this friend? The second question, are we getting emotional? Okay, think about this because it's so easy as women to deceive ourselves in this area and to think like, no, 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 like not at all. Like we don't go deep. We just like chat about whatever. And then you start to realize as you look at your your texts, your DMs, your whatever, your, your conversations in person, you start to realize like, okay, we are going down a path that's deeply emotionally intimate. And so I want you to just ask yourself these questions. Am I cautious with the information I share with him? It is good and right to have a a sort of filter um, when you're talking to guy friends that you wouldn't necessarily have with your girlfriend. So we're talking about Christians here, right? So like a Christian guy friend, a Christian girlfriend, there's a different level of intimacy and 
and what you should be okay with sharing with your girlfriends that you should have a filter on when it comes to your guy friends. Because remember, getting deeply emotional is where those guy friendships start start to take a complicated turn. Because now you become dependent on one another. One party gets romantically interested. Now you're saying we're just friends. Um, Maybe things turn sexual and you're like, what happened? Where did this go wrong? This guy friendship is no longer Christ-honoring. So am I cautious with the information I share with him? Second, do I share personal and or intimate things with him? You know, what are you sharing with him? How intimate, how personal? And are those things that you should be saving to share with your close girlfriends to have like, that's why God gave us the body of Christ. Galatians 6 talks about bearing one another's burdens. And that is what those girlfriends are there for. If you're single, unmarried, Guys are not that for you. One day in marriage, your husband will be that for you, right? That deeply, that confidant, that person that you're sharing, those deeply emotional and intimate things in tandem with girlfriends as well. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. But right now, that guy, that's not the one you should be going to. You should be going to a mentor, to your girlfriends, and sharing those deep things that are on your heart. Another question you could ask with getting too emotional is, do I pour my heart out to him? Are you just waiting for that time? You can chat so you can just pour. Even if it's about another guy, you just feel like, oh, I just want to share with this guy about that other guy and pour my heart out. Again, save it for your girlfriends. That's going to be a much healthier relationship, much healthier for the body of Christ, for your heart, um, for that other guy. And then lastly, do I use him to satisfy me emotionally? So often these these guy-girl friendships can be that, right? Where we as women, we are very relational. God designed us that way. That's a beautiful thing. But we can look to those guys. And I've heard girls say this so many times. I just connect with guys more. I just seem to like, like we just get along better. And that may be true. You may feel that way. But how intentional are you being to actually, how how intentionally are you being in pursuing Christ-like, Christ-solid, Christ-biblically-grounded friendships with girls? Like, are you making efforts or are you just saying like, it's too hard, guys are easier? Because God wants you to have girlfriendships that are Christ-honoring within the body of Christ. He wants those girlfriends to be a sisterhood for you. That's what we're passionate about here at Girl to Find a Sisterhood, where we can bear one another's burdens. We can pray for each other. We can encourage each other, lift each other up. And God designed you to have girlfriends, sisters in Christ, to Um, to help you in that, in your emotions. So that's number two. Are we getting emotional? Just think of that question and evaluate it as you process this guy friend filter. The third question that you want to ask, and these are getting real honest. I know you're probably like, let's turn this off now. This is getting too deep. But these are the questions that Chris and I both wish someone would have asked us very directly. Like, be honest. Be Mm -hmm. honest with your guy friendships. Don't just, you know, like if you truly want to glorify God, if you truly want to honor this other person, if you truly want to have friendships that don't go downward, you know, like every few months where you're like, why is this always happening? I just am so innocent in this situation. Like, why is it so complicated? complicated? These are questions to make it to help you to evaluate the relationship so that it can be less complicated. Because do we believe guys and girls can be just friends? Absolutely. But do we believe guys and girls can be just friends if you're doing all of these things that we're saying? No. Like if you're making it all emotional and one-on-one and all of this stuff, we think that's not healthy and not that's what makes it complicated. So these questions are to help you to be just friends with guys because we do believe that it's possible. Mm -hmm. So the third question, what do we talk about? Your conversations with single guys should always be pure and God-honoring. Ask yourself some questions to evaluate your heart and be super honest. What topics dominate the majority of my conversations with this guy friend? Now, you know, it's embarrassing sometimes to talk about the types of things we actually (laughs) talk about with our guy friends, the types of 
um, topics that dominate the conversation. Like it can be ridiculous. Like we can literally be like, so what's your favorite thing about me? What's you like about me? What's your favorite feature about me? I know this is like embarrassing to say out loud, but we talk about those things. Single people get ridiculous and talk about things they don't need to be talking about <laughs> because it all of a sudden makes the conversation kind of romantic or just like all compliment, compliment and like all emotional. So be honest. What types of things? Or is it just full of gossip? Like, oh, what do you hate most about Julie? Mm-hmm. You know, like there can be so many directions where they're just terrible. Um, what about this? Do my conversations with this guy contain crude, sarcastic, or rude comments? I've seen that too, where guys and girls, their conversations are just so rude, so sarcastic. Everything is like, you're such a dummy. You're such a stupid. You know, like everything is just like tearing him down or tearing other people down. So be honest. What are your conversations all about? Uh, what about this? Do my words push this guy friend toward Christ or away from Christ? That is convicting. When you think on to your conversations with your guy friends, do they push him toward Christ or away from Christ? Oftentimes, we want to push him toward us. We're like, I don't care about Christ. I want him to be more attached to me. So you got to be honest. And what about this? Are my words edgy, flirty, and or seductive? You know, it's like, he's just like my brother that I'm constantly all over and flirting with 24-7. Just like a brother. Like, are you kidding? You know the way that it is. And so I want you to be honest. Like, man, if you just ask yourself those few questions, girl, like your friendship Mm -hmm. can change to be truly Christ-honoring, honoring of the other person, but you got to be honest and you got to make changes. You can't just stay in this. And then, you know, if you can, if you want to just fuel your pride and fuel your selfishness and could care less about him, but you got to make changes and you got to answer these honestly. Yeah. Here's another thing to consider in this guy friend filter. Ask yourself this, is this guy a godly friend for me? So we're we're assuming that as you're listening to this, you are probably a Christian since we are a Christian podcast. If you're not, we're so glad you're here. Please keep coming back. Please please stick around. Um, but you're you're most likely a Christian. And it is in so important that in your friendships, especially with guys, as you're figuring out how to have these boundaries, how to keep it um, less deeply emotional, less romantic, you're trying to make it more about groups, really ask yourself as you're thinking about different guys that you interact with, is this guy a godly friend for me? And I think we need to take this very seriously. As Christian women, when whether single or married, and and marriage, there's going to be a whole different set of circumstances we're going to talk about briefly in a minute. Um, but when choosing a guy friend, carefully consider his his lifestyle, his actions. Just because he's a walking, breathing, and smiling guy doesn't mean that you need to develop a friendship with him, right? Even if you feel like, oh, he's the popular one, or I just get along with him, like be wise about the guys that you choose to be friends with and interact with, and ask yourself this question. Am I intentional about choosing godly guy friendships? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I know this is not going to be popular to say, but there may be a guy friend that you're interacting with that you just need to end the relationship, like end the friendship. You need to cut it off. It's not healthy. It's not pushing you closer to Christ. It's dragging you down. It's pulling you more into worldly things. He's not a believer. There's This is going nowhere good. And you know that. And in your heart, you know that it would be best for you to part ways and just say, um, you know, however you want to end it in a gracious manner. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to say. I don't know your situation. But if you feel the Lord convicting you about something and you know, like, this is not good. This is not healthy. This is not good for my heart. Then be courageous enough to say like, oh God, like you, you truly are enough. Lean into those girl friendships, cut that friendship off. It's not worth so, it in the end. I just have to jump in because what if a girl's yeah. like, but he's, you know, he's a non-Christian and I'm his only connection. Mm-hmm. Is there a way without yeah. like, 100% cutting him off to be like, well, you know, like he's welcome to come to Bible study or right. he's welcome to come to the singles group at church. Yeah. Like, do you have to be like, 
see y'all, like, get out of my life? Or can you strategically just, like, change the friendship to only – and, like, maybe ask a guy friend, like, hey – our friendship is kind of unhealthy. Do you think you could start reaching out to him? I always found that to be super helpful. Like another guy where I knew he was truly godly and he cared about like, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the, he actually had a heart of like discipleship and wanting to love and reach out to non-believers. Maybe being like, Hey, can you intentionally reach out to him? Cause our friendship, like I just can't be that person in his life. Yes. And that, I would say that's the answer. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like asking like, so what do you think? What do you think? Here's what I have found to be helpful. Yeah. No, that's 100% the answer. And I'm glad you brought that up because we, we don't just want to, it's hard to, cause I know there's so many specific situations like if I could hear your story I feel like I could speak more specifically to like you know what girlfriend like you just got to end it like that is not good like you just got to walk away and move on Um, and then other situations where you feel like okay he's maybe coming to church every now and then like yeah or maybe at school and you do know another guy who is a Christian like trying to connect them and then maybe as that guy continues to reach out to you you can strategically pass him off like oh let me ask John about that oh I know John knows a lot about that Bible study here let me connect you with him and you're giving that guy friend that other guy's number you're always like forwarding him like forwarding an email you're like you may be that person who's still kind of involved a little but you're making it clear that you're not going to be the ending point like you're going to forward him on to someone else um, because you do care about him and yeah you would love to see him come to Christ but you realize like you and him having this friendship like it's not healthy it's not helpful it's not good for your heart and so you care for him in that way Um, so I'm glad you brought that up so uh, maybe he is a Christian but you just you ask this question is my friendship with this guy healthy and beneficial like even for a Christian guy you might realize like, actually, it's not. And, you know, maybe I just need to distance myself a little or ask yourself this. Are my morals being compromised in my friendship with him? I know a lot of friendships because there isn't that dating title attached to it. You can almost feel more freedom to like to act in a flirtatious, almost sensual, even sexual way where now this friendship is becoming very sexual and you're you're kind of taking things from each other that should just be reserved for marriage, but you almost feel like it's okay because it's just all fun and games. Um, whatever, you ne- really need to ask yourself, are my morals being compromised in my friendship with him? And then lastly, does this guy push me closer to Christ or pull me away from him? Really evaluate that. And then as you ask this question, is this guy a godly friend for me? Um, be willing to take the steps that you know God is calling you to honor him in that friendship. Okay, so I think we're down to the last big question that you want to ask yourself in this guy friend filter. And you can rewind, write these questions down, or if you want like the full in-depth version, grab a copy of Love Defined, Embracing God's Vision for Lasting Love and Satisfying Relationships wherever books are sold or on our website, girldefined.com, because this will give you a deep dive into you know everything that we've been talking about. So last question in our guy friend filter how physical is our friendship? Um, and like Kristen said, like many single guys and girls struggle in the area of physical touch and affection. Um, that's not uncommon. It actually is very common. Um, and it's a slippery little slope. It kind of goes, you know, it kind of happens and you're, then you're there and you're like, wait, how did we get here? I didn't really want to be here. Um, so we just want to make sure that your friendship is marked by purity and holiness. Um, and that you're encouraging him toward purity in your physical contact, toward honoring God rather than always like trying to get him to touch you or, you know, just having that kind of friendship. So here are some really specific questions that you can ask yourself. Um, and these, you know, get to the heart of it. So if you're squirming in your seat, we love that. <laughs> okay. So, and these are questions I wish someone would have asked me. Am I self-controlled with my hands, hugs, whatever else, you know? So it's just the way that you're touching him, how long you're lingering. Like, ask yourself, am I truly honoring him in that way? Or am I just kind of like, we're just kind of like enjoying that, giving that kind of affection to one another. What about this? Are my physical interactions with him intimate or sensual? And I know you know what I mean. Like, are 
are you specifically like wanting that from him? So you're just slightly sensual. And you know, compare it to a guy where you're like, I literally do not care and I do not want his attention and I don't, you know, like how do you interact with him? It's probably very different. What about this? Are you considering the fact that he could be married to someone and you could be married to someone else one day? Like, are you honoring that fact? Like, hey, I want to honor the fact that you could be someone else's future husband and I could be someone else's future wife. doesn't mean that we don't have, um, re, you know, past sins or regrets. There's forgiveness and grace. But right now, the choices we're making today and going forward, let's ask ourselves those questions. Or what about this? What kind of message are my physical interactions sending to him? So if you're saying one thing, like, we're just friends, but then you're kind of like all over him, always jumping on him, always giving those piggybacks, always trying to be like, hey, (laughs) like, what kind of message are you sending? In the same way, maybe he's treating you in a way where you don't want. You just have to stand up and be bold and confident. You have to stop this either direction. And like Kristen said, if you're like, well, I, I don't feel like I'm the one doing those things, but he is, like, maybe it's time for a really straightforward conversation. Like, hey, I don't want this and this is how I, these are the boundaries I have in my friendships and I don't want to move forward with you doing these things. Um, and if you can't respect that, then like, see ya, you know, mm-hmm. um, we have to be bold. We have to be confident in a kind way, but we have to be, we can't just be like pushovers and be like, but I don't want to be weird about it. Um, so we just want to encourage you. This whole topic that we're having is just to encourage you to be intentional, to know that yes, it is possible to be just friends with guys, but it takes a lot of intentionality. It takes a lot of thought of like, okay, how can I glorify God in this friendship? It takes mm-hmm. being bold and saying no to certain friendships, removing certain friends from your life, choosing new friends, you know, changing the way you interact with people. Um, So it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of intentionality. But I can tell you as someone who had a lot of friendships because, you know, like I said, I didn't get married until I was 30. um, It is possible. And I can tell you, I enjoyed my friendship so much more when I implemented these sorts of boundaries and questions and thoughts than I did before that because the friendships just went in such a better direction. And there was less of this continuous leading the other on or ending up in a place you didn't want to um, and having these awkward conversations Mm -hmm. or fallings out or whatever, feeling jealous of girls, all of that. That it helped so much. Is there anything you want to say before we transition to our married ladies? No, let's transition to the married ladies. Woo! All the married ladies stand up and sing. Okay, so for married women, this is something that we we also have to consider. I know for some this is easier than others. Some are like, I have no guy friendships. Like, I mean, you know, no super close intimate guy friendships. It's just my husband, and that's awesome. Um, but here's the deal: when I got married to Zach, remember that other guy I was telling you about that Zach was like, um, I'm not so sure I'm comfortable with this. I came to the realization the hard way that marriage is meant for intimacy. My relationship with my husband, as Zach and I dated, and then that moved into engagement and then marriage, I realized this man, like, my whole heart is for him. The intimacy that God wants us to have in our marriage that is cultivated through a deep friendship, that's exclusive to my husband. And so... Um, this other guy, I realized like these one-on-one conversations, these intimate, um, just even if it's like not like the most deeply intimate stuff, but just that one-on-one interaction, maintaining that friendship on the side, I realized that wouldn't be helpful and that wouldn't help build deep and true intimacy with my husband. There would be this other man in my life that I'm also sharing some of those deeply emotional and intimate parts of my heart with. And, you know, intimacy is reserved exclusively for marriage in that way between a man and a woman. And so I, I knew that I needed to change the way I interacted with that guy. So I wasn't, I don't think as women, we have to 100% cut him out of our life. Like, I will never speak to you again. 
I will say I took on some extreme measures. At first, I was like, I'm not sure how to handle this. So I was like, I'm just going to cut him out of my life and not talk to him. That was a little extreme. I think there's a better balanced way. And I kind of learned that over the months. But I think we just have to shift gears and say, my husband is the one. He's my one. He's my go-to. He's my confidant. He's the one I'm going to share my intimate, my heart, my struggles, my joys, my prayers. He's the one I go to. And then in addition to that, we have the body of Christ, other sisters in Christ that God provides for us to also share. It doesn't only have to be our husband, but it should not be other men. Um, That is just a road that's not going to lead anywhere good for anyone involved. And I think you've seen that in marriages time and time again where that happens. Um, Maybe you've experienced that. And so for me, what I did is I just shifted that guy friendship to being a group friend. And rather than interacting with interacting with him one-on-one. I did stuff with him in groups with my husband. So now it was Zach and me hanging out with this guy and with other people. And that's not to say that- Not just the three of y'all. Not just the three of us. However, I think that that can even happen. Like Zach and I, since you know we've been married for 10 years, we've had friendships where it's a mutual friendship. It's like, like for example, in our church and small group, we had single guys in our small group mm-hmm. and we would together as a couple minister to the single guy, but Zach would take the lead on that, right? He would meet for him for coffee. He would have the heart talk conversations, but then we would invite the single guy over and I would make dinner and we'd all sit down, just the three of us and have a great evening together. But it again, that's a group. Three is a group, right? Two is not a group. And so I think you just got always got to be thinking in terms of any guy friendship. You know, is this guy friendship? Am I giving to him what I should be only giving to my husband? Emotional, deeply intimate things, words, talk, like settings, all of the things. I mean, there needs to be boundaries to protect the intimacy of your marriage. And so Zach and I together enjoy couple friendships. There are girl friendships that I take the lead on, but then we minister to together or or enjoy together as couples. Um, so yeah, I think it is possible. I just think as married women, we have to be really, really careful and never think like, I'm above this. Like I would never do anything. Like I would never go down that road because that's pride and we are all sinful. We're all fallen. We're all, we can all be tempted. And I think we just need to set up those safeguard, those boundaries when it comes to relationships with guys. Yeah. Beside her husband. Totally. And Dave and I have had a lot of conversations. We've obviously been married now for three years, not of the yes. Um, But that was, you know, big conversations for us too, because we went from being super involved in a group of like a bunch of singles to then getting married. And you're like, okay, how does this work? Um, And so I can tell you, like, I was probably more the one that was like, I don't want you to have a, you know, like, don't look at another lady or speak to her again, you know, like you can sometimes feel these extremes, these extreme measures. And I think that's just that transition of going from being single to dating to getting married and you can have. So don't worry if you're like in your first year of marriage or early married and you're like, it still feels a little bit crunchy or a little bit hard. Uh, you can, sorry, just at the microphone, you can take those measures of like, let's keep this an open conversation. Let's communicate as the trust grows, as you, you know, grow in your relationship, that will I think if you keep it an open conversation, it gets easier. Um, so don't feel discouraged if it's hard, like in the beginning. It can be hard for a lot of us. Like it's just, it can be difficult to figure out. But some things that Dave and I both agreed on that would help us to, to just be in the loop. It's not like we look at the other person and we're like, we need to set up these boundaries because you, I know you're like about to go off with someone mm-hmm. else. It's not that. It's not like living in fear. It's just respecting the other, respecting the relationship, um, putting up boundaries to not assume you're above, you know, anything. And so for us, um, we basically, loop each other into pretty much everything. So 
if um, if an email needs to happen um, to a man between me, say it's something business or church or whatever, we either communicate all about that to each other or we just, you know, blind copy the person into that email and the other one never knows. And so the other, you know, person we're emailing doesn't know. And it's just a super easy way for us to keep each other like, hey, here's what's going on. You know, I'll keep you in the loop. Or um, say someone texts me, a guy, because um, we, you know, we're very involved in our community and our church. Say it's just something super practical. Like, hey, is the meeting for this church leadership thing at this time, I'll just quickly like take a screenshot, send it to Dave and be like, hey, um, this person said this. I'm just going to text him back really quick. And Dave's like, awesome. And it's not like it doesn't feel that extreme. It's not that big mm-hmm. of a deal. And some of you may be thinking like, that's super weird, but it's just a way for us to really guard the intimacy of our marriage to help us. So if I see, say he sees like, what's that guy's like, name popping up on your phone for mm-hmm. it's like he knows oh that's exactly what's happening it's not a long conversation it was just a super simple sort of thing and that if for some reason somebody's like reaching out wanting to have like hey i'd love to get advice on something or can we talk about this because we are super plugged into our community whether it's a guy or a girl dave and i always make sure to loop it into being all you know the three yeah. of us um and so we're super intentional we don't make it awkward we don't make it weird but like we might just say like yeah we would love to chat about this and all of a sudden it's a text back with all of us in the conversation yeah um, and people have kind of gotten the idea or if it's something with work we just communicate like hey would love to be able to you know um like for example dave with his job sometimes there has to be a lot of texting and so certain events there has to be a lot of communication and at one point the two point people was dave and then another woman and so dave was like hey i don't really love to do a lot of communication one-on-one with another woman. So can we just loop Bethany in, even though she's not going to be like texting just so that she's a part of this conversation? Um, Because that's just a boundary we have. And the other lady was like, sure, no problem. So it's okay. You can stand up for your marriage. You can stand up for your boundaries, even if other people think they're weird. Um, It's okay. Like, you know, we have a role. We're not one-on-one alone in a room, a private room mm-hmm. or a car with the opposite gender. Dave and I, that's a boundary we've set. We have we admire older godly couples who have set that boundary. Some people think it's super weird. Others don't, you know? And so it's like, that's just what we want to do. In 5, 10, 20 years, they might be different. But just like we had boundaries when we were single and dating, you continue to have boundaries in marriage. Um, and I would say that it's really enabled us to have really good friendships um, with other men and women as kind of like more of a group. And that's been amazing. And I will say our closest friends outside of each other, Dave has super close friends that are guys. I have super close Mm -hmm. friends that are girls. And I guarantee you, we both get the most out of our friendships being with the same gender for each other. You know, and they serve our marriage. They make us better for one another. There's so much we could say on this, but I just hope that's encouraging to you to know it's okay to set up boundaries. It's okay to change the way that you Mm -hmm. do friendships. If most of your friends are still single, it might be awkward. It might be crunchy. That's okay. Don't stress about it. It will get easier yeah. if you keep it an open conversation. Um, but just know it's kind of a learning and trial mm-hmm, process mm-hmm. for all of us. Yeah. I even, that one guy that I was telling you about, I actually told him after I got married, because he kept trying to communicate me, communicate with me in the same one-on-one way. And I just said, hey, like now that I'm married, I don't feel like this is the best, like the most appropriate. Um, so I'm going to shift our conversations to group. Like, so with my husband, if he wanted to communicate with me. Um, and I just kind of told him and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, totally get it. Like, you know, it felt a little awkward at first, but then he was like, oh yeah, no problem. So sometimes we just have to be the ones to say like, hey, I know this is how we operated before, but that's, you know, I'm not comfortable with that anymore or that's not going to be the best for my new season of life. Um, Here's why. So I'm going to shift it to this and then you just kind of move forward. And even if they give pushback, like, oh, that's crazy. You're weird. What do you think? We're just friends. It's like, 
okay, well, maybe that reveals more about his heart than maybe you needed to know. But anyways, yes, we could say a lot more, but we want to wrap it up here. And again, encourage you, if you are single, engaged in a relationship, try to figure this whole like romance and guys and red flags and dating or that process of how do you go from being just friends to navigating the process to marriage. Um, We share all of that in our book, Love Defined, Embracing God's Vision for Lasting Love and Satisfying Relationships. And um, this book is one that so many women have read and said, this is so encouraging, so helpful because we we just get to the nitty gritty. Like we don't shy away. Like we have an entire chapter called how to be just friends with guys, which is a lot of what we're sharing in this conversation, but we have so many others that are so practical. So again, you can find that at girldefined.com or anywhere books are sold. And then just to remind you that our newest book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story, just released a few weeks ago. It's out in the world. Whether you're single, married, um, no matter your season of life, this book is for every woman everywhere from our heart to yours, sharing um, what it looks like when life takes a twist, when it takes a turn and you're like, God, what are you doing? How do I trust you? How do I not just give in to fear and worry? How do I overcome these crazy emotions I'm feeling? How do I anchor my hope in you when life is not turning out the way that I expected? Really hard things that strike, singleness, infertility, um, chronic health issues, a really, really hard breakup, um, a marriage that's on the rocks. Like, There's so many things in life where we're like, what is even happening? This book, not part of the plan, will bring so much gospel hope into your life as you navigate this current season. And you can find it at girldefined.com slash trust. All right, sisterhood, thanks for joining us for this fun combo. Um, head on over to our Instagram at girldefined to just chat with us about this. And also, please leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind and generous and leave us a comment. When you leave a review, we read them. It's really helpful for us to know like how you're liking these episodes, if there's another topic you want us to cover, um, and it just helps other people find this. So if you're encouraged by this, would you pause and take like five seconds, drop a star, a five-star, drop a comment, and we will see you next time.